Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you are tuning in to Thinking Out Loud. This morning, you know that I'm continuing the conversation about the blood of Jesus. There is nothing so as important and so beautiful and so precious as that blood that has cleansed us and made us whiter than snow. That blood that has removed the stain and the filth and the guilt and the curse and the sin that had plagued us and bound us up nothing but the blood of Jesus. And we, up to this point, have covered several things. We have covered that His first shed blood in eternity past in the heart and the mind of God, representing God being proactive and being for us, not against us, and that He has provided a way, even though we may wander and stray, He has still made a way for us to come home. The, then we covered the circumcision, the first time that Christ shed blood on this earth being a shedding of blood in keeping with the fulfillment of the law because we are unable to fulfill it in of ourselves. And then we covered Getsemane and his shedding blood in the Garden of Getsemane as a a symbolic representation of fulfilling the curse that was given to Adam and Eve. Adam was told, by the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread. And Christ sweat great drops of blood, so it's no longer by the sweat of our own brow in keeping with the curse that we live, but now it's by the sweat of Christ's brow in keeping with the blessing that we live. So that's the first three instances of Christ's shed blood. The next instance that I want to to mention and highlight on is actually the judgment hall. Now, you can break this down, and I said this before, you can break this down and you can talk about Caiaphas' house where they pulled down his beard and they hit him in the face, and no doubt there was bloodshed there. Or you can talk about Herod's judgment hall or Pilate's judgment hall where they put the crown of thorns on his head and they they smacked him and they spit on him and they mocked him. But I don't want to separate those I, because I believe they all represent the same thing. So I just want to loop those, lump those in together and say the next place or the fourth place that Christ shed blood is in the place of judgment hall. Now, there is some prophetic fulfillment here because, you know, you have Barabbas and, and Christ and Barabbas is released and Christ is condemned. That keeps in the picture of the atonement day sacrifice where one goat is released in the wilderness and the other is taken to the slaughter. And so you have those prophetic pictures. But in addition to that, you have you have this idea that Christ was being ridiculed and mocked the entire time he was there that they were making fun of him, that he was embracing and experiencing humiliation and shame. Now, what is important about this? The shedding of blood being connected with mockery and shame. And I think it's simply this. I think that the idea of Christ's shed blood being connected with mockery, shame, humiliation, embarrassment, all of these things, it puts us in a place of freedom. Look, I know that if you have lived any amount of time on this earth at all, you have things in your life that you regret. You've done things that you are not proud of. 
But the good thing about this is, and I am so often reminded about Paul's words, I've wronged no man. Now this is coming from the same one that same man that killed and persecuted and imprisoned Christians. And he says, I've wronged nobody. How can he say that? He can say that because Christ died and rose again to make him a new creature. And in being made a new creature, not only is that new, then that he has this new identity, but he's free. He's free from all of the things that he would be ashamed of. All the regret and the pain and the agony and the embarrassment and the humiliation. He has been delivered from that through the blood of Jesus Christ because Christ took our reproach upon himself. He took our shame. He took our humiliation. He took our embarrassment. He took our regret. And so we don't have to live our life in this state of being self-conscious or sin-conscious, but rather we can live by the Spirit and be Christ-conscious and be focused on Him and not looking back to think about all the times that we fell short, but rather looking ahead and pressing toward the mark of that prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus because of the blood. Thank you for listening. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor CA. God bless and have a great day.